Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Squiggly Careers podcast. I'm Sarah, and I'm here virtually, as ever nowadays, with my co-host, Helen. (laughs) Hello, everyone. (laughs) And today we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence. And it feels like, to us, leaders, teams and organisations that are finding their way through everything at the moment, all the change, the ambiguity, the uncertainty that we're all feeling, are those that are emotionally really switched on and being really smart and thoughtful. So we thought it would be good to take this idea of emotional intelligence, which I'd guess lots of you have heard about, or kind of have some sense of what it might mean, and really try and think about what does this look and feel like in reality? What are the actions you can take to become more emotionally intelligent? And what does that kind of feel like as an organisation? And I was so inspired, I don't know if you've seen this, Helen, by this email that was sent out by the Canadian government. It's really good. So somebody who obviously works for them has posted it on Twitter. They basically said, here are some principles for working remotely. And I'm just going to read a few of them out because I think it's a really good example of just being emotionally intelligent and kind of thinking about the people in your organisation. So number one, you're not working from home. You are at your home during a crisis trying to work. Very true. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, your personal, physical, mental and emotional health is far more important than anything else right now. Three, you should not compensate for lost productivity by working longer hours. Four, you'll be kind to yourself and not judge how you're coping based on how you see others coping. And then five, you'll be kind to others and not judge how they're coping based on how you're coping. (laughs) So they could have just said, I think, I'm reverse. And then number six, your team's success will not be measured the same way it was when things were normal. And I just think I was imagining what it must have felt like to receive that kind of email in terms of just the understanding and the kind of permission and the lack of pressure and this guy actually said oh just it's amazing to work for a place that looks and feels like that and I just thought to me that is emotional intelligence in action that's where kind of the topic for this week came from is I thought do you know what I think we could all do with a bit more of that for ourselves and for each other so let's talk about what this looks like in action. And before we get started on emotional intelligence and some of the actions that Sarah talked about, we just wanted to let you know about another podcast that is out that is also very relevant to times like these that we're all experiencing. Just like we have produced our Ask the Expert series, which focus on skills that people need most right now. Secret Leaders, who is another podcast that we often listen to and we are fans are, they've also introduced a special series called In Times of Crisis. And each week, the host of the podcast, Dan, 
brings together entrepreneurs and business leaders from places like Slack and Albright to the forefront of this national and global conversation that we're having about work. And later in the week on their lowdown episodes, they have top journalists who are also reporting on the latest business news. So it just feels really relevant. I think Dan is great at curating all these interesting minds and interesting perspectives and bringing that together on the Secret Leaders podcast. So if you're looking for some more career support right now to support you with your reflections and your ideas, have a look at the Secret Leaders special series in times of crisis. So back to emotional intelligence then. It is more sophisticated than just being nice to people. I think sometimes think if emotional intelligence <laughs> if is... Only. Um, yeah, yeah. I might say to Sarah, how are you? That's my emotional intelligence tip <laughs> done of the day. Yeah, it is more sophisticated. I think there's a, a really nice definition that goes into sort of the depth of what real emotional intelligence is. So it's about recognising the impact of our feelings and also tuning into the feelings of the people around us in order that we can manage our own emotions, but also skillfully interact with the people around us. So there's quite a lot in that, but it's basically you're tuned into yourself, you're tuned into them, and you use that awareness and insight to help yourself, but also inform how you react to other people. So I think it is quite sophisticated. It is about you, it is about them, and it's quite a lot of awareness. And if you look into you know a lot of the research around this, it shows that it's the people who have emotional intelligence that are better equipped to inspire and also to mobilize others to make a positive impact and if you think about that you know the situation that we're all in right now I think we really need this inspiration we really need people that can inspire and it's not just the role of leaders it's sort of you know potentially a responsibility of all of us to think about how we help people to take action how we help people to feel better about their work and what they do and emotional intelligence is one of the most impactful ways that we can do that. And the people that have really done the most significant amount of research on emotional intelligence, which you might be aware of if you've come across this concept before, are Daniel Goleman and Richard Boyartzis. And what they did is they identified 12 different characteristics that we need to work on to be emotionally intelligent. And so... It might sound a bit overwhelming, everybody, but what we wanted to do was set ourselves a bit of a challenge to help you to take action with those 12 different characteristics of emotional intelligence in this podcast. So the good news is that each of those 12 characteristics are all learnable. So they're all things that we can practice and get better at. And as we go through the 12, I'm sure there'll be some that you are listening to and thinking, brilliant, I'm already good at that and I just need to kind of maintain where I am. And there might be others where you think, oh, there's gaps or perhaps I need to work a bit harder on that. It doesn't come naturally to me. So we should start with that as we always talk about this idea of kind of growth mindset of always being able to improve and get better. That's definitely the case for these kind of 12 aspects of emotional intelligence. And we were thinking, right, how do we do this in a way which is practical and useful? And plus, I went a bit rogue when I was starting to think about the podcast. So I said to Helen, right. With each of these 12 characteristics in 12 minutes, let's see if we can cover each of the 12 by defining it in our own words. So we've looked at each of the 12 and kind of gone, how do we make this simple and straightforward to kind of understand so that we kind of know what we're aiming for? And for each, let's have an action that we think everybody could take to help you develop that characteristic. Okay, so characteristic number one is self-awareness. And in our words, this is knowing how you're feeling and the impact it has on your work. So one idea here for action is try doing a day where you monitor your moods. And this was really inspired by the new Samaritan self-help app, which is definitely worth checking out. And one of the things that they recommend is just monitoring through the day kind of how you're feeling and then thinking about anything that you might do differently as a result. 
So Helen, should we have a quick go? So what was your mood right before this podcast? Well, right before the podcast, I, I've i been in front of my laptop quite a lot today and in my little study, so I was probably feeling a little bit intense <laughs> and I, quite, I really like to engage with this and have a like, happy chat with you. So knowing that, I actually went downstairs and grabbed a coffee beforehand, both because coffee always makes me feel a bit more energised, but also I had a quick chat with my children that were downstairs and that sort of re, re-energised me, ready for the podcast. So that was how I felt and what I did. Does that count? That does, of course it counts, does it count? <laughs> I, feel like I, am, I feel like I am testing you a little bit. But that's a perfect example. I think it's just about understanding our moods and our feelings and then thinking about, okay, well, what actions then might we take? So that's the first one, that's self-awareness. Characteristic number two is emotional self-control. And this means coping with stressful surroundings. So your ability to cope with kind of stress, whether that's stressed from people, places, projects, I almost don't feel like we need to over-explain this right now because I'm pretty sure everyone has experienced this in the past couple of months. My suggested action here is about thinking about what you can and can't control and doing a bit of a list of those two things. But rather than ignoring the things that you can't control, which is often something that people kind of say, oh, you know, just control the controllables. I think it's actually helpful to interrogate that list of things you can't control and think about well, what can you do in response to those things? So for example, you can't control somebody else's behaviour, but you can control how you choose to respond to it. You probably can't control how your business is going to recover in every way, shape or form post-COVID, but you can control your contribution to that recovery. So rather than ignoring those things that are out of our control or that perhaps causing us stress, it's almost about trying to take control of the part of it where you contribute or the bit that where you can kind of make a difference and characteristic number three is adaptability so we did a podcast about this a couple of weeks ago and the way we describe this is the ability to adjust to new and or unexpected changes at work the action we'd recommend here is have a go at if what thinking for some different scenarios so we've talked about this previously but this is imagining if a certain thing happens what might I do? So it's kind of scenario planning for yourself and kind of for your career. So if an opportunity to work in a different department comes up, what might I do? Is that something I should start exploring now? Are there conversations I want to go and have with different people? If my job changes really radically, what might you do? Is that an opportunity to go and try something different? Have you been thinking about making a career change for a while? So on adaptability, definitely check out Natalie Fratto's TED Talk because that's full of good ideas on that one. So the fourth characteristic is achievement orientation. And in our language, this is about always being a work in progress. And the action that we think can really help you to always be a work in progress is to start giving yourself what worked well and even better feedback at the end of every week. It's something that we do individually and actually we do it as a team at Amazing If and something that we really find helpful. It's become sort of like a helpful habit for us now. And then remember to review what you've written down before you start the week again on a Monday so that you can put some of it into practice. So Sarah, I'm going to put you on the spot now. What worked well? for you so far this week and what do you think would be even better if for you next week what worked well was we tried a few new tools in our future workshop today at lunchtime and they seemed to go down really well people gave us really good feedback on them and I think they seemed to be genuinely helpful so that was a good what worked well an even better if for me is I've been putting off doing something because I have to do it to camera for about (laughs) three weeks and honestly it is about three weeks and that is an even better if for me of when I've got to do something 
to camera, I always find it hard and I think I delay rather than kind of lean into it and just give myself the time and space to get it done. And then it takes up mental headspace. So it's just recognising anything I do to camera, I need to do it sooner rather than later. (laughs) So on to characteristic number five, and that's all about positive outlook. And this is about being an optimist about the future without being unrealistic or ignoring challenges. And the action that we recommend you can take here is as an individual or perhaps within your team, all share one thing that you've done differently since lockdown that you want to continue in the future. So one of my examples might be going for a walk in the day to break my day up. It's something that I didn't think was particularly important beforehand and that Sarah would have said, (laughs) what are you doing staying in one room all day? But now I've noticed that it has a really big impact on my mood to talk to the point Sarah mentioned earlier. If I can just get out, get moving or just do a bit of exercise in my day makes a big difference to my ability to do more work and do work better. And the sixth characteristic is empathy. And this is about your ability to walk in other people's shoes. Perhaps something that never been more important right now. There's that quote, I think I might have mentioned it before, about that we're all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. And I think empathy sits at the heart of being able to appreciate that. So the action that we suggest for you here is to be brave and pick the person or the team that you know the least about and think about how you could take a walk in their shoes. So maybe you could have a virtual coffee with them and just understand what's going on in their world right now. That's something that um, Phil Gilbert, who used to manage me many years ago at Eon, he shared with us for an article that Sarah wrote recently for Management Today on how leaders are looking after their, their mental health in lockdown periods. And he did that virtual coffee thing. So that might be something that you could maybe fit into your working week as well. So the seventh characteristic, which I think is a hard one, is organisational awareness. And this is really understanding how things get done around here. You often hear people kind of describe maybe that as like the unwritten rules of just like how stuff happens. Some of that's visible, some of that might be invisible. One useful action here is for the projects that you're working on, or perhaps as part of a team, think about doing an influence impact matrix. If you just Google that, you'll see there's lots of examples there where you can kind of borrow templates. But essentially, you're looking at matching together the people you're spending your time with at the moment. And are you building relationships with the right people for the outcomes you're trying to achieve? And it's really about identifying who are the people internally and externally who have high amounts of influence and impact on your ability to deliver the things, the goals and the kind of projects that matter most to you. And are you building those relationships? Are you understanding how those people work? What's important to them? What challenges they might have? It's not just about the tasks and the kind of tactical to-do lists and updates it's really trying to kind of more deeply understand those people and how you might want to work with them one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your healthcare. that's why united healthcare offers a variety of flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So characteristic number eight is influence, and this is the ability to positively persuade. And it's worth reminding ourselves that influence is not the person who shouts the loudest. I often think it's the person that people choose to listen to. And you can practice adapting your influence, I think, depending on the person you're talking to, or even like the team that you're trying to influence. So is that a team or an individual who's going to be really persuaded by data? Do they really want to know about kind of human factor, kind of the people side of things? Are they interested in process improvements? Often I think we get used to kind of doing things in a certain way and we need to kind of practice influencing in different ways. So I was trying to think what would be the best way, Helen, to persuade you or I? If, if, someone, was, if someone was trying to persuade us to listen to them or to kind of do something, see if you agree. I was thinking if someone's trying to persuade me, often appealing to my sense of competition is, yes, is yes. quite it's quite <laughs> useful so if I can win in some way for, 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 for better or worse that tends to work quite well with me how do you and try and persuade me oh I came up with like some sort of like learning challenge or something that's like intellectually hard I think you would almost rise to that and be like oh well it can't be done. You, you'd be like, oh no, well, I'm going to find yeah, a way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if someone's like, I think this is really hard to do, I'm not sure we could do it. I'd be like, well, you just wait. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just wait, let me at it. <laughs> so I think yours is less about competing with other people. I think it'd be about competing with yourself yeah, for that sense of challenge. <laughs> what a great team we are, Sarah. <laughs> Can't work out if that makes sound good or bad, really. Yeah, not sure either. And then characteristic number nine is coaching and mentoring. And this is about you giving advice, ideas and support to other people with no kind of expectation necessarily of anything in return. To do coaching and mentoring, you know, we don't need to think of this in kind of a traditional sense. You don't need to be qualified as a coach. You don't need to be senior to be a mentor. You don't need to be really experienced to be a mentor. We all have something of value to give. We all have something useful to offer. A suggested action here is thinking about doing a skills swap. And actually, I heard about a business today that's being set up to do exactly this, which I find really interesting. It's all about bartering. So, for example, it's amazing if we would barter perhaps the workshops that we do for some organisations in return for something that they offer. And mm, so, I, 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 yeah, I thought it was really interesting. And I think you could do this with the skills that you have. So offer to share your strengths, your expertise with someone else in return for them doing the same for you. And then I think you're both getting to coach and mentor and getting practice at those things. And you're both increasing your emotional intelligence. So it feels like it's a real win-win. 
So characteristic number 10 is conflict management. And this is about being open to challenge versus avoiding the conflict. It's another topic that we've done a podcast on recently as well. So it might be worth listening to that. And the action here is probably the one that I might take away for myself out of these 12 areas. (laughs) So the action here is to aim to have 24 hours without interrupting anyone and see how difficult it is. And the reason this is a really good action in relation to conflict management is sometimes when you're in a position of conflict, you might try and defend your position or to kind of, you know, respond to somebody else's position or critique it. But actually your ability to listen and be fully present will help you to resolve challenge more constructively. And I was just thinking about this with my other half, Sarah. I think sometimes when we have many bits of conflict, I'm so eager to like debate a point or say this is what I think when actually maybe just listening might help resolve it better so that's an action that I might take good luck with that (laughs) (laughs) so characteristic number 11 is teamwork and this is about everyone working together to make sure that the whole is bigger than the sum of the parts and an action that I think is really useful and very relevant for now is to recognise everybody's contribution to the team. And so something that might work for you is something like a thank you Thursday or we often do a, a win of the week on a Friday. But the point of this is you're almost creating a moment in time in the week so that people can thank each other in the team. And this is actually particularly important in the virtual way that we're all working now. Because if you look at the research, it actually shows that recognition goes down when people are more distant at work and we're working more virtually. So this is something that can really support teamwork and that teams might need more than ever right now. And last but not least, characteristic number 12 is inspirational leadership, which I think sounds really big. It sounds like, and we've left this massive inspirational leadership (laughs) (laughs) until the end. But this is quite simply, this is about everybody helping people to be at their best and you don't have to have you know the job title of a leader or even to manage people to be a leader everybody can be a leader and there's lots of ways that you can do this so a couple of actions that might help give somebody strength-based feedback tell them when you've seen them at their best that's one way that you can do that or perhaps get people in a team to share their squiggly career success statements so you might say you know success for me looks like being able to manage my home and work priorities and feel like I'm doing a great job and just creating an environment where everyone's sharing that and listening to each other that is definitely a way that you're helping everybody to connect with each other and hear what's most important to them so everyone can be a leader everyone can help people to be at their best one of the things that I think as I was going through all of these and really thinking about them and the actions that everybody could take that I think could be really helpful as a kind of a next step is think about for yourself and perhaps for your team as well it'd be great to share all these together and think about which is the one where you think you're kind of at your best of these 12? Which one do you maybe feel like is your strength, is kind of naturally kind of part of who you are and what you contribute at work? And also, which is the one that you would want to work on the most? And I think if you shared those two and also then the actions you were going to take to kind of really use the thing that you were great at, the emotional intelligence you were great at for everyone, and then how are you going to work on the one that you'd like to improve? I think that would actually be a really lovely team exercise. Yeah, I agree. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm going that through that now and thinking, oh, what would I do for us? What would I do for a team? Mine's definitely that conflict management one, that not, not leaping in just because I've got an opinion and just taking the space out. Which one of the 12 do you think is most pertinent to you right now? To improve, I would say probably the influence one. I don't think I always think enough about combining the influence and the empathy. So putting myself in someone else's shoes to then be able to influence effectively. I think I'm almost like too consistent probably in my style and my approach I don't think that always works or perhaps sometimes isn't as efficient as it could be 
And I think my natural strength is in positive outlook. I'm a natural optimist. I'm a scenario planner. I'm good at thinking about challenges and how that can present as an opportunity. They're probably the two for me. And if you are really interested in emotional intelligence, we'll link to a couple of articles. There's loads you can find on Harvard Business Review. There's lots of articles on emotional intelligence, lots you can read, watch and listen to. But hopefully that gave you quite a kind of short, sharp way of introducing yourself to the different characteristics that make up emotional intelligence and moved it from something that can feel, I think, quite big into something that actually is just about taking loads of small actions all of the time. And just before we say goodbye, don't forget that we've got another one of our Ask the Expert episodes coming up on Thursday this week for you. So these are 10 minute episodes, so super short so that you can hopefully squeeze them into your week. They are focused on the skills that we think people need most right now with some leaders that live them day in and day out. And this week I will be talking to Holly Tucker, who is the co-founder of Not on the High Street and also the founder of Holly & Co. And I think maybe my best friend. (laughs) I love that conversation. With I feel like she so is your much. new. You feel like she is your new best friend. I mean, there was about um, there was a bit of a longer chat before we got into the topic of creativity, which is what that ten minute episode is all about. Where I was basically just talking to Holly about everything I liked, and Holly and Co. and her podcast, and you know everything. And I think we got on really well. But maybe she just gets on well with everybody. She strikes <laughs> me as that kind of person. But I'm taking it that we're like new best friends. So yeah, if you think creativity might be something that can help you, I think Holly is such an amazing person to listen to because it's something that she does every day in the businesses that she runs and also in how she helps other small businesses to apply it to their work so if you found today useful and helpful for your career please don't forget to rate review and subscribe it really helps us to reach new people with the podcast and help people with their careers which is what we are all about we really appreciate your support and um, yeah thank you for sharing us with everybody as well thanks so much for listening we'll be back again soon bye for now bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.